Welcome to Launch It Girl, where business coach, marketing strategist, and ex-corporate leader, Kenzie Mackis, will show you how to launch, market, and scale a business and brand that feels authentically you, leveraging her proven framework for getting known, seen, and heard online so that you can overcome perfectionism, feelings of imposter syndrome and confusion, and finally launch yourself into a life full of abundance and freedom. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Launch It Girl. I have a really fun and exciting guest here with me, Christina Linkowski. She's a publicity expert, but I want you, Christina, to go ahead and just introduce yourself and tell us what you do. And gosh, girl, thanks for being here today. I am super excited to be here. I love even more that I'm with a fellow Idahoan right now recording this podcast, which is awesome. Basically, my name is Christina Linkowski, and I'm a publicity expert and strategist. I've been doing this for about 15 years now, where I've been working in the publicity and PR game, and I absolutely love it. What I do is I really try to help female online entrepreneurs. I help a lot of solopreneurs go from best kept secret to the go-to expert in their industry. And that's my big thing. That's what I'm always trying to do is to get people in front of more people so that their impact can be even greater. Oh, boom. Mic drop. Boom. I love, it. I love it. So I want to talk about a quick story real fast. This just shows the benefit of networking. Yes. I think we came across each other because I had posted in a Facebook group, something around the lines of publicity yeah. and somebody had recommended you. Then we connect online. We have a virtual experience together. We get to know each other. And then we find out that we're in the same like yeah. area, which is like, I didn't even crazy, know that at first. Yeah. Right. We, and then yeah. we have like same connections. Yeah. And then now I get to serve her. She gets to serve me, but we would have never been here if we didn't take right that step into yes. really networking, putting mm -hmm. yourself out there. Oh, and go figure having conversations and building relationships with what? people, right? Yeah, <laughs> what? exactly, exactly. Flown. So yeah. I just wanted to put that in there. This is how we ended up here in this space. And I'm so happy to bring you on here. I think publicity sounds like a shiny thing, like, oh, oh, I'll get there in some day. That's, yeah. that's not me. I'm a beginner or I'm not there yet, right? But mm -hmm. I really want to normalize this idea for, mm -hmm. for my listeners, especially yeah. as coaches, consultants, service-based entrepreneurs. Publicity can be such a great asset for you, yes. but it's actually way more simple than you think it is. And this is why I wanted you to like come in, just tell us like yeah. why and how. But first, before we dive into that, I want you to just share your own entrepreneurial story and what, what that looked like. Absolutely. And one thing I want to say to piggyback off, you said, and we can talk about this a little bit later too, is like, I can give my definition of publicity for your listeners because it does totally sound like something that you're like, only celebrities like do that or, you know, have these Rolodexes and stuff like that. I don't know. Do people have Rolodexes anymore? I'm not sure, but you get my picture. So we'll dive into that, but absolutely. Let's talk about my entrepreneurial journey. It's like tongue, tongue tied. Yeah. So basically um, when I was growing up and stuff like that, I was like, I'm going to be a writer. Like I am a writer, a journalist, like this is what I do. And I remember my mom was the executive director of a, a nonprofit. And she was like, I think that you're going to work in PR someday. And I was like, mom, no, like I am a writer. Like I didn't understand like what PR was at that point. Right. And so I go to school and I worked for the paper there at school and I realized, oh, I don't want to do this. This is like, I love writing, but this isn't exactly the right fit for me. 
So I went and traveled the world for about a year, year and a half, came home. And my first job that I got was working in PR for a comics company in Portland. And so I realized once I started, I was like, A, mom was right, like always. But B, this is the perfect marriage for me of what I love to do because I get to write. I get to, you know, do that, that I love doing, but I also get to be really social. And that was one thing that was hard for me with the newspaper industry was that you're very much isolated. You're in your own vacuum doing what you do. And so I just found that PR was a great fit for me. And so I started working for agencies. I worked for big brands, you know, Cirque du Soleil, Travel Oregon, these big places all the way down to mom and pop situations. When we moved here to Boise, I started working for an agency here, worked there for many years, loved being there. But then like so many of us moms, I gave birth and I decided that I wanted to be able to spend a little bit more time with my daughter. And so I went off on my own doing consulting work and my specialty was in tourism. So I worked with many different tourism organizations doing publicity for them. And I loved that. And so that led me to where I am today with this entrepreneurial journey. Well, I basically fell in love with Amy Porterfield, like we all do. And I decided that I wanted to do an online course for tourism organizations, for them to learn how to do their own PR because so many of them are small and can't afford their own agency. So I made a course. I did my first course, the Media Pitching for Destinations Masterclass. I launched it in early 2019. I did exactly what all the gurus told me to do. Like I put a bunch of money in ads and that's all I did to bring people into my sphere. And I brought people into my sphere. It certainly got some people in there, but they weren't necessarily the right people for me. And I started realizing like, I got to be practicing what I preach here. Like I teach publicity. Like I got to start doing this work. And so I started pitching myself and landed on podcasts and I just had this whole world open up to me of customers. I mean, I have people that are still purchasing from me from podcasts that I did a year ago, you know, things like that. Because once people find a podcast, you know this, like once they find a podcast, they like, they binge it. They listen to like a ton of them. They don't care that it's a year old, they're into it. And so I just found that podcasts were this amazing way to get in front of my ideal customer when they came over to my list, they were warm. I'd really upped that no like, and trust factor. So they were there. They were kind of already ready to learn what I had to offer, maybe purchase from me, maybe not, but they were interested in what I had to say. And so I just decided, you know, kind of earlier this year, COVID definitely gave me the, the push that, you know, I was ready to do this for other entrepreneurs. I saw the difference it had made in my business and I saw how important it was for me being able to build my audience. That was a really long explanation, but. Oh, so good. I love it. And I love the journey that you took us through in kind of uncovering other like phases of kind of the corporate and then, you know, consulting and then really like just stepping out on your own. And I think that motherhood a lot of times does push us in that direction. I always like to ask the question, like, was there a limiting belief that you had to overcome in order to really step out on your own? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that a big belief for me was in regards to my pricing. Um, That was a big one for me. Like I was definitely like, well, who who am I to charge this amount, you know, for, for my wealth of knowledge and this type of thing. And 
So that was definitely something I had to kind of get over and say like, Hey, they charge this much for me when I worked at an agency. Mm -hmm. So like, why shouldn't I be charging this much for me on my own? Mm -hmm. And so that was definitely something that I had to get over. And I still struggle with sometimes and have to work through, you know, to make sure that, because you, I don't know, especially as women, we just kind of get this feeling of like, well, they're going to be like, who, who is she to charge that amount? And Mm -hmm. that's not really the case. The case is what your experience is and charging what you're worth. Yeah. Oh, so good. There's a lot that we could go over in that regard, right? I think money comes up a lot, but let's dive in because, well, A, like podcasting, I'm just so obsessed with it as a host, as a listener, when we see the opportunity around it. So let's dive in. Tell us what we need to know when it comes to publicity and how podcasting really comes into here. But also we just want to remind you guys that this message is for you, even if you're a beginner. And this actually is probably more geared towards like even when you're just getting started out or you're getting momentum in your business, how this can really serve you so well. 100% love everything you just said (laughs) because it's very true. So kind of to break down publicity, this is how I explain it to people because I hop on discovery calls with people and I typically ask them like, well, what do you think publicity is? And I don't do that to seem holier than thou. Like, well, I know what publicity is and you clearly don't know what publicity is. Like that's, that's not it at all. The reason is because the answers are so varied. Like some people are like press releases, you know, some people are like a thing they do on Mad Men. They're just not sure. So how I break it down is your marketing is going to fall into three categories, owned, earned, and paid. And all three are very important, but all three have a distinct function. So paid is no shocker, you know, things that you pay for. So that's an ad, maybe that's a influencer marketing campaign that you do where money is exchanged. Okay. Then there's own. So that's the things you own, your newsletter, your social media channels, your website, the things that you have control over. And then what I focus on, what publicity is, is that earned media. And so what that means is that a third party is speaking about you and no payment was exchanged. Okay. So that can be a podcast, that can be an online publication, that can be TV, magazine, whatever it is. But that's where the publicity comes in is that earned media and podcasts absolutely fall under that. I love that description too, because I think it opens up our eyes to understand the different plays, the different levers that we have to pull in our businesses when it comes to growing our audience and scaling our message. So let's talk about the earned piece. What does that look like? And how do we start if we're just starting out from a quote unquote publicity perspective? What does this look like for us? When people are just getting started out in, you know, their business and they're looking to get more visibility, get more credibility, there's kind of two things that I recommend to people. There's a website, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, Kinsey, it's called helperreporter.com, Harrow. And there's Harrow, there's Quoted, there's Source Bottle, there's a few different of these sites. Many people, they're astonished when I tell them how the media is looking for sources every single day. So every single day, the media is reaching out saying, hey, I've got an upcoming story on XYZ. I'm looking for an expert to talk about this, okay? So that's a really great free way for you to get in front of people and kind of build that credibility up a little bit. So that's just a side note. That's one of the two things that I recommend people are getting started is, hey, take a look at Harrow, take a look at these places because 
you know, if you find yourself getting a mention maybe in like a bigger publication, which I certainly have from responding to things there, then that's all stuff you can put on your website to help build that credibility, share across all your own channels, all that good stuff. So that's number one. Number two is podcasts. And the reason that I think guesting on podcasts is so important is it has the lowest barrier to entry for you to start getting some credibility, getting some visibility out there. It's a free thing that you can do. And the opportunities are honestly endless. There are over 1 million individual podcast shows. 1 million. And that's not episodes. That's shows between iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. So a million shows are out there. And that means that every single niche that you can possibly imagine is represented with a podcast of some sort. And the cool thing about that is it's not just that there's a million shows. People are actually listening to them. You know, I obviously listen to multiple ones throughout the week. I have my own ones I listen to. My husband has his own ones that he listens to. And then we listen to some together. And that is the case for 25% of Americans, which is 68 million people, by the way, that listen to a podcast weekly. And the thing about that is when someone finds a host they like or a show they like, they care what that person has to say. You know, people that are listening to your show today, they love you, Kinsey. They want to know, okay, who is Kinsey bringing on, you know, to talk about these things because I trust her opinion. So getting in front of that audience is automatically going to be a boost to your credibility in their eyes. So that's why podcasting is just amazing. The opportunities are there. It's growing all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm at 1 million now. I don't know. I could be having the same conversation a year from now and they could be at 1.5 million shows. Like that is how this is growing because people are consuming. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity is there and that's why it's a huge thing that people, business owners should be doing this type of work in their business. Yeah. And uh, I love that you say that because this is really like framing the why, right? And yes. why this is so important and the possibility. Cause I think uh -huh. we just get in our heads. Cause also like, if you think about the consumer experience as a listener, I'm looking at these people, I put them on yeah. a pedestal and it's hard for us to imagine like being on shows, like as yeah. that interviewee, but yeah. really placing your position in the opportunity space of like, this is definitely possible. So yes. if we're able to like shift that mindset for people like, okay, like I can do this, then what? Well, and one thing I would say about shifting the mindset is, you know, don't get caught up in the numbers. And what I mean by that is you might see a podcast or you might stumble across a podcast and you're like, well, this podcast is cool. It definitely has probably my ideal customers in it, but it's, it looks pretty small. Here's my, my thought on that. Get on that podcast, pitch yourself to that podcast. I always like to put it in this perspective. If someone called me and said, Hey, can you come speak at our event? You'll get your own room of 50 people and they're full of your ideal customers. I'm booking that flight. I am booking that hotel room. I am, I mean, maybe not right like now, but we all know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm getting in front of those 50 people because that is a huge opportunity for me. And so if I'm able to get in 50 people's earbuds that are my ideal customers, I mean, that's amazing. Okay. It's the type of stuff that will change your business. I mean, I was on a podcast yesterday that was a live stream and I had a discovery call booked this morning from someone that was listening in on that. That's how this works. And that's how quick this can work. And that's what I think is just amazing about it. So shift your mindset about, well, I got to be on the biggest podcast mm -hmm. in the world. I got to, you know, I'm only going to do this. That's not what you need to be doing. You should be getting on some smaller ones, ones that are niche specific to what you do. And then you can build up to mm -hmm. these bigger ones from there. 
but don't get up in your head about the imposter syndrome of I'm not important enough. No one's going to care what I have to say. 100% they care what you have to say. And when you get in front of that, your ideal customers and it's their host that they love, they're listening to every word you're saying. So good. I'm glad you said that. Cause I do think I'll always tell my clients, like say yes. Like anytime you yes. get an opportunity to speak in front of a group, you know, on a podcast, do a training, a live stream, like just say yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. But I do think we have to like take a step back. I think there, it's funny because I think people live in the same vein of I'm not good enough, but yet I'm too good. Love that. Yes. That's the perfect way to put it. Yes. Yeah. So let's like remove like any sort of expectations or whatever, and just put yourself in more spaces, in more rooms, in more training opportunities to get in front of new people. Right. And this can be in any way, right? We talked about organic marketing, getting more in front of your community, you know, getting to know people around you, really expanding yep. your network. Yeah. I just love this stat because I think it's amazing. I was talking about earlier about Amy Porterfield. You know, she's this queen of online marketing and that type of environment. And she's a podcast host as well. She was in a Forbes article last summer, okay, where they profiled her. They were talking about her. I asked her team, hey, what happened after that? Like, what, what did she kind of see, you know, in regards to this Forbes article? And they were like, we can directly attribute to this Forbes article, this unpaid for, you know, piece that we had a 20% bump in newsletter subscribers. That's what she teaches. She teaches newsletter signups. Like this is a huge thing for her. So I don't even know the size of her list. I can't even imagine the size of her list, but a 20% bump. I mean, wow. And this is the one that blows my mind. 32% increase in podcast downloads. So people going in, downloading her podcast, subscribing, or maybe downloading one or two to check her out after they read this article on her. And that is the power of that earned media. The power of being in this third party, people just take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. They, they see validation. I mean, this was in Forbes, but you don't need to be in a Forbes level of publication or on a podcast that's huge to see those kind of numbers growth. If you have a hundred people on your list and you got a 20% bump, hello. And those 20% are your ideal customer from you, you know, talking to someone for an hour or something like that. I mean, it's just a no brainer to me. So good. So I've recently been playing around with help a reporter out and it can be a little overwhelming there. It's like Uh all the things, but there are things that I see and I'm like, think of people like, Oh, this person needs to know this, or this person needs to write about this. Can you give us just like a surface level description of what help a reporter out is and how we might use it in the day to day? And I, I do have a few tips for combating the overwhelm because it can be a lot for sure, but it is an amazing resource. So I know I spoke about it a little bit earlier, but helpareporter.com, this is a free place where reporters go in and they say, I'm looking for these sources, okay? You can sign up for various categories. So like, you know, you only do high tech or you only do fitness. You know, you can sign up for different things so that you're not getting the whole list, but you are going to get three emails a day. And so that's the thing that is very overwhelming for people. And I get it. I've been there. There are times I'm just like, no, no, no. You know, like, I mean, you just get to a point, you know, where you're like, okay, no, we're done here. But what I recommend and what I tell my clients to do, because the opportunities are real that are in there is have you, and for some of them, their assistant take 15 minutes every day 
and go through the previous 24 hours of emails. Okay. So let's say each morning you're like, okay, the first 15 minutes of my day or whenever you want to do it, but the first 15 minutes of my day, I'm looking at the three emails from the day before seeing if there's anything I should respond to. If there's not great, I move on. And if there is, I'm going to spend 15 to 20 minutes responding. So that's my big thing with Harrow is even if you see something that's a great fit, people get really up in their heads about having to like write out this huge mm -hmm. response and, you know, it'd be grammatically perfect and this and that. No, you don't need to be doing that. The reporters know that you're just literally hitting reply and giving them some thoughts. So it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be long and involved. If they want more info, they will let you know. So I always recommend 15, 20 minutes max, because the thing is, is they get a lot of responses. They're going to get quite a few people. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it. You should absolutely go for it. Mm -hmm. It just means don't spend an hour of your time responding to something. That's all I'm saying. And the beauty of Harrow is huge reporters use it. I've, I've gotten coverage for clients in like Martha Stewart Magazine, Reader's Digest, things like that from responding to Harrow queries. So Harrow's a great one. There's two others that I recommend. One is called Quoted, and that's Q-W-O-T-E-D. That's a great one if you're in real estate or finance. And also wellness. I've been seeing quite a few wellness ones come through on that one as well. That's once a day, so a little bit more manageable. And these are all free, by the way. And then the third one is called Source Bottle. It's based out of Australia. So if you're based in Australia, then it's like next level amazing, but they also do have a lot of opportunities that are US, Canada, UK, that type of stuff as well. And that's also once a day. For people that aren't familiar with Helper or have never heard of Helper yeah. Reporter Out, just what it is, is like, so like Christina said, you get these three emails a day. It's a morning edition, afternoon edition, and evening yeah, edition, evening. I think. And what it is, is like they categorize everything. And within those categories, it's literally like, looking for entrepreneurs that have, you know, XYZ, or if you're in this space, we're calling experts, yes. right? And you click on the headlines and then it gives you response direction. So it's literally just a bunch of headlines to sift through and be like, yep. can I respond to this? Can I respond to that? And they'll say in the parentheses, which source it's coming from. So like, I'll usually look for the like Forbes or whatever, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably not the best way to go. I don't know. The thing is, is that a lot of times the bigger publications will write anonymous as the outlet. So I actually do respond to anonymous ones a lot of the time because I don't think as many people respond. Mm -hmm. Those end up being bigger ones a lot of the time because they didn't want to get flooded with stuff. So if I think it's a good query, like I'm like, oh, this is really a good fit for me or for a client. I'm like, eh, I'm going to do it. Like even if it's anonymous, I'm like, let's just see what happens. And the worst that happens is you spent 15 minutes responding and you know, nothing happened. But you at least put yourself out there and you also are perfecting your pitch every time you do that. Yeah, so okay. I think that there's a lot of value in it. Yeah. And speaking of pitching, I think this is a skill that we need to continue to hone. What are some things that we need to know about pitching ourselves, especially when it comes to like pitching to another podcast host? What I like to always tell people is, you know, you're going to keep it pretty short. People get again, they get kind of worked up almost like with the Harrow queries with writing these really, really long things. And the fact of the matter is a podcast host just kind of wants to know quickly who you serve, why you would be a good fit for their audience, and maybe a couple topic ideas. And that's pretty much all they're looking for. That's what I always kind of say people is like, you're going to keep it short and sweet for the most part, you know? And then if you, if they want to move forward, they're going to write back and say, Hey, I really love this topic idea. I got to tell you guys, 
nine out of 10 times, the host is going to take one of your topic ideas. Okay. Like they typically are not necessarily maybe have one in mind that they really want to speak on. It's more so, okay, this was a really good idea that piqued my interest that I think my audience would like. So I'm going to go ahead and, and choose that one. We're trying to make their job as easy as possible, trying to make it as easy to get the yes. So that's kind of the big things that, that I say in there is, you know, keep it short and sweet, have some good topics and, you know, just have a couple of your credibility markers in there and everyone has credibility markers. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't get stressed about, I haven't been doing this for 10 years. I don't have a million followers. I have about 12 or 13 credibility markers that when I teach, I have people go through and they're always amazed. They're like, oh, I do have, you know, these, these things going on. I'm like, yes, I know you are amazing. Yes. It's this Um, idea of I'm not an expert yet. Right. And so really like sitting, taking the time in the space to reflect on those markers and it could be anything. We always overlook the things that are right in front of us. It's cute too. Cause I've had two friends recently, one client, one friend that I had go through the training. They're like, I went through it. And then I had my husband do my credibility markers and they came up with even more stuff I didn't consider to be like whatever enough, you know? And so sometimes it's even nice to have someone who knows you go through it and be like, no, you have this too and this and this. Everybody who's listening to this podcast has credibility markers. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. I love that you said that. That's a huge piece because I think that is where people get stuck. Yes. Again, like I don't know enough yet. I don't have enough experience. I should wait, but do it now. And I want to circle back to this idea of even from a podcasting guest perspective in the connections, the relationships you build. And this is why I've loved podcasting so much is the people that I've been meeting, the people that I've got to invite, and then I get to be, you know, with them. And that's really what it's about. It's that relationship piece. And I know a lot of my listeners love the community. They love the relationship. And so really leveraging this platform to expand that and also build your credibility, build your audience. Mm -hmm. The relationships that I've made with podcast hosts has been amazing and they've done things I never would have expected. There's also so much value from building that relationship with the podcast hosts when you're a guest with someone. I've had opportunities come about where someone that I was on their podcast, you know, they've inquired about me white labeling some of my services for Mm -hmm. some of their clients, Mm -hmm. you know, doing that type of work on their behalf. I've gone in to teach in multiple groups, you know, small groups, private groups, masterminds to teach about how to get booked on your first podcast. So those opportunities have all come about and in the most like organic way. And I absolutely love that. I mean, that's, that's what this is all about. It's all about relationships. It's all about building those connections. And so being a guest on a podcast will wake you up to opportunities that you didn't even maybe know were out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. And I love the organic piece. I think there's a lot of trainings out there around like diving into paid advertising, but a lot of times that's risky when you're not clear about your niche, right? You haven't really successfully converted a cold audience to paid lead. So really experimenting, this Mm -hmm. is such a great way to do that while also building your audience. So I love anything free. Yeah, right. (laughs) So good. Oh my gosh. Oh, great. Cool. So cool. All right, girl. There is so many golden nuggets here. I don't want to get too in the weeds. I think right here where we're at, it's like, 
there are so many key takeaways that I think people can walk away right now and start implementing yeah. in order to really build their expertise, build their brand and yeah. build their audience. Is there anything else though that you feel like we need to know in, in regards to publicity and just getting started? The one thing that I would love for your audience to do, like if I could give them a challenge over this next week or something is yes. find out who your audience is listening to in their earbuds. Mm. So put it up on your social media, put it at the PS of your e-newsletter, just find out where your ideal customers are listening to podcasts, who they're listening to, because just strategically if you can start to get on those types of podcasts or ones that are like that, you know that your ideal customer is already there. And so I just always think that's such an easy, low-hanging fruit way to kind of start figuring out which podcast you should go on is ask your audience. Ask them, find out from them. It's been so funny when I've had people go through trainings and they're like, I did that and it was kind of crazy. People like places that I'd never heard of, you know, things like that. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's why it's good to just ask them. People love podcasts. They love sharing who they listen to, you know, and some of them might not relate to you. It might be like a true crime thing. And you're like, okay, no, I mean, unless that's what you do. You might be like, oh, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. But, you know, for a lot of people, they're going to send you business related ones or lifestyle wellness related ones that would really make sense for you. Yeah. So that's kind of my challenge to you is, you know, start asking your audience, which podcast they're listening to. I love that. And this concept, have you heard of the concept uh, Russell Brunson teaches at Dream 100? And no. thinking about in like your Dream 100, who are those 100 people that you would love to guest podcast on. So, and it creates right that intention and then you get to work towards something. But what's cool is when you go to those, let's say it's a pretty well-known podcast and you maybe don't get on that one, but if you scroll down to the bottom in iTunes anyway, it will show you similar podcasts. So you can really get more ideas. I love language. Yes. I teach a whole strategy about that called the podcast piggyback strategy. Absolutely. Scrolling down to the bottom, seeing ones that are like this, you know, as we work our way up to getting on the big ones that we want to be on eventually. Yeah. So good. Never stop shooting for the big guns, but start somewhere, right? Like start somewhere. I love this. So good girl. Okay. Where can we find you? Where can people hang out with you? Tell us more about uh, where to connect with you. So I'm very active on Instagram. So you can find me at publicity X. Christina with a CH, Publicity by Christina. Thought I was being real clever. Now it's kind of just difficult for people to find me. But Publicity X Christina um, is where you can find me on Instagram. I'm on there all the time on lives and stuff like that. And then also I have a brand new podcast pitch checklist that just came out. You can find that on my website, which is the publicityxchristina.com. I'll make sure Kinsey gets a link um, directly to the checklist so that you can download that. I have an amazing course coming up, the Podcast Pitch Academy, and it's going to teach people from A to Z how to pitch themselves. You know, I've had some people ask about maybe it makes sense to have an assistant do it. If that's something that you have, that's also an option too. Um, I just think that this is the next step for literally every single online entrepreneur. There's an audience for you out there on podcasts. So good. Oh, so good. So my mind is blown in, in so many ways. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and coming in here. I think, again, there's so many good nuggets here that people can implement right away. And I love that you challenge my listeners and <laughs> I love a good challenge. So thank Who you doesn't? so much, Christina, yeah. for being here. Gosh, I can't wait thank to you. hear what people think. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Bye, girl. 
If you liked what you heard today and want to continue the conversation, join us in the Facebook community. Just go to launchitgirlpodcast.com. Can't wait to see you in there.